Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the Creative Imbalance Podcast. Like always, I am your host Sean Siriani, and we got a great episode for you. My guest today, a man who goes by the name of George Crystal Dulu. He's an actor, an entrepreneur, and one of these people who I've met and I've thought I need to get him on the show. And like most times, my instincts were right. This episode is awesome. You're going to laugh. You're going to feel inspired. And George is such an interesting dude. Uh, lived the life of an actor. And he wears many hats. Um, he stepped away from acting to chase some amazing business ventures. From helping people in need with stem cell research. To even wearing another hat and doing another business venture. Living in Cyprus. And being around all these big business deals, being around some shadiness, um, he told me some stories prior to this show off the mic, <laughs> and uh, a little bit about the stuff that went down out, out there, and I was kind of worried what to ask about it, because not that he did anything bad, but um, it seemed like he ran in circles with some dangerous people, <laughs> and yeah, George is just a beyond interesting guy. And another thing what's interesting about him that kind of relates to the spirit of the show is throughout all this time, he was chasing the money, doing the business thing overseas. He missed acting, and performing has always been a big thing in his heart. He talked about how he was living in Cyprus, and he'd go out to the water, do his monologues, just shouting him out into the sea and uh, wanting to get back into that realm he's living in toronto now and he's gonna go for it again and as long as he's around we're gonna continue to tell his story on the show but i won't give too much more of our conversation away like i said this is an awesome one and before we get into it just a reminder if you're listening to this on itunes spotify stitcher google play and anything else that each episode has its own homepage. You'll see a picture of me and George in the studio and some links to what we were talking about. But without further ado, here's George Christodoulou coming at you right now! Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. It's actually really cool to have you here. Wait, that was awesome, that comedy thing. Yeah, like that's so fucking right. random. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here with my boy George and <laughs> boy George. <laughs> actually, first I want to put this out here. I don't know how to pronounce your fucking last name. I read it all the time. Yeah, try it, spelling it when you're five. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's Crystal Dulu. Oh, okay. 
Christodoulou. Yeah, Christodoulou, yeah. Or, or in Greek, Christodoulou. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Greek. Yeah. So I'm here with my man, George. Is This guy, I have like some of the best conversations with ever. Like no pressure now, but now that we're on the way. But uh, so uh, we're in the Pacific Junction Hotel, home of Girth Radio. You guys know the drill where I record and I'm setting up the the mics and everything. And I just hear somebody from the upstairs. There's like a little entertainment room there. It's got like arcade machines. But I heard, I'm like, this sounds like the beginning of a comedy show. And I walked upstairs. It's all the comedians with their notepads. And they put on a full-blown show for us. And uh, George came in a couple sets in. And we were like the only two audience members. And it was kind of awesome and charming. And yeah, what do you think about that? So random, eh? It it was perfect. I mean, it was a perfect start to this, right? I mean, we walked in. There was a surprise. And it was nice watching their progress right i mean like they made mistakes up there they had good bits they they saw some of the bits that kind of didn't work yet you know what i mean yeah Maybe yeah if they tw- you know once they tweaked their their bits certain bits it, it would work more but um no it was amazing yeah it's interesting seeing some of those concepts too because some are like so strong yeah and you can tell like maybe it didn't land the right way and I hope, like, some of those don't land. I hope they don't, like, throw it in the garbage, no, you know? Because no, it, it could be, like, a little, like, I don't know, intimidating not to get, like, a reaction or whatever. But you, like, see some of these ideas and you're like, there's something in there. Like, well, it's, they were taking chances. That's yeah, what, yeah. That's what was good, right? Yeah. And, and that's what you're supposed to do as an artist is just take chances and don't be afraid to just jump, you know? Yeah, yeah. Lots of people don't see that side of comedy, too, which is very common, You, um, especially in the open mic scene. It's like the whole audience are other comics, and they all have their notepads. They'll bring them up on stage with them. The one girl did something really cute. She called out to her friend, like, can you give me a keyword for yeah. my book over there? <laughs> and uh, The next comic reference... To the, the previous comment. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's some people out there, they see, like, the Kevin Hart arena shows or, like, Netflix specials, and they think that's, like, a one-and-done thing. But no, like, they practice for years and years and years. And Plus, it's edited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that, too. Like, you never know. You don't know what happens. You think you've seen the show, but you no. didn't really see the real show. No, exactly. I mean, we're humans, right? We're going to make mistakes, and that's what it's about. And that's what's... I mean, that was amazing. Honestly, that was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Right away when that was happening, like... I was like excited for you to come too. I'm like George is gonna fucking appreciate this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like yeah, that's like I'm here almost every Sunday, and that's never happened. And that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's, it's a sign. Yeah, it's, it's a sign. sign. Yeah, yeah. Go, Jerry. Yeah. So we we talked about it too that uh, you want to try out comedy, and I'm, I mean yeah, yeah, I mean I I'm not afraid of anything, right? So yeah, I, mean, yeah. I don't care if I'll go up there and bomb <laughs> yeah yeah but you got the whole like background of acting and everything yeah i studied acting for about seven and a half years i was in the industry for about 14 years um that i'm still in it i yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was traveling a lot as you know i was um mm-hmm. you're like a big entrepreneur outside yeah, of being I, an actor. well i originally started with uh, um phew, computers originally and then uh i mean even when i was a kid me and my brother would sit there and we would listen to movies on the radio Right? Oh, we would rush home. Cool. We would yeah, rush yeah. home at su- Sunday night, like eleven o'clock at night. It was on, uh, I think it was one hundred four point five, whatever it was, and then they would have masterpiece theater on. Oh, like, okay, like, that's like classy shit yeah, too. Like, and yeah, how yeah. old were you guys? Uh, ten. Wow, wow. Ten, ten all the way up. 
Because usually, and, like, that young people wouldn't, like, gravitate to something like a masterpiece theater. Well, my, my dad would allow us to watch pretty much anything we wanted when we were kids. It yeah. didn't matter what it was, whether it was Godfather or whether it was anything else, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, we grew up... I mean, I was I grew up in the '80s, right? So, I would I lived at like the um, Video 99. I lived at Major Video, where I would just I remember going there, and we'd have to wait for the movie to come back because somebody rented it. Yeah, yeah, so those you, were the days. So, so yeah, I'm, 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 I'm 10 years old, sitting there with little stool, waiting for somebody to return a movie so I can go so I can rent that specific movie. Yeah. Watching a movie. <laughs> yeah, and you're just tailgating at the yeah, video yeah, star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the girl there. I mean, I guess she thought it was cute or whatever. It was a little kid. And she'd be giving me popcorn and let me do whatever I want. I waited for the movie. Yeah, yeah. But we, I mean, since we were kids, we want. This is what we wanted to do. And then um, my life led me to a different direction. Where I was like, I grew up in a Greek household, mm-hmm. right? Where you have to get serious job. You have yeah, to, yeah. you know, pressure. something with a backbone, right? Mm-hmm. And that was never me. You know, no matter what I did, I worked every job as a kid. Now, growing up, I doesn't really mean I worked as a car salesman at one point when I in my early, in my late teens, early twenties. I carpentry, construction, you name it, everything. Bartender, busboy, waiter, whatever. And that was me wanting to work as many jobs as possible to interact with different people. And I remember reading Marlon Brando's book when I when I was young, and I was like, and he talks about watching people and watching you know people interact with other people and you know so i, I kind of got into that mm-hmm. where i was working different jobs to interact with different people and then one day i was in uh i was in devry and i had a, about a year to go to graduate and i looked at the teacher and i i just i, I saw a flash of my life and i was like fuck this i can't do this i'm gonna, I'm gonna end up killing myself yeah. so i picked up my books i looked at the teacher i said see you later she's like see you tomorrow i'm like nope <laughs> <laughs> no, see you later yeah no I'm, I'm, I'm coming home to tell my parents hey um you know that guaranteed job and this is like this is before, before the internet boomed this is yeah. before everything right this is so this is mid 90s so I'm sitting mid to late 90s. So I'm sitting there and I come home and I'm like, I'm not going to, this guaranteed job is gone. I'm going to go do acting. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and what, did, what did your parents say? They flipped out. Yeah. But my, my dad looked at me and he's like, this is what you want to do? He's like, yeah. Because he figured he worked his whole life. Yeah, us, yeah. Right. And he's like, I want you to do what I couldn't do when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I came, like, you're talking about immigrants that came from a different country. I grew up in a village. I, f- you know, came down here because uh, in 1974 in Cyprus, there was a war when Turkey uh, invaded Cyprus. So my parents left. Like, so originally my mom and my grandparents left and my dad followed. Right. Because he's like, okay, that's, I'm going to marry her. So they end up getting married here. Oh, yeah, so yeah. they moved here because of that reason. So my dad's like, this is what you want to do. Fuck it, let's go, champ. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's really cool. So fast forward, um, we I, I needed to educate myself. Right, I didn't want to just dive in there. Yeah. So I spent a lot of years with my brother uh, acting over at EVN Studios. <laughs> yeah, and shoutouts to Aleko too, yeah. Hey, yeah. bro. My brother Aleko. Yeah, yeah. and then from there, that I've always been a proponent that I can do anything, no matter what it is. Right? No one's better than me, and I'm not better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So one day, I just uh, I was sitting there, and I met a I met a producer. And he was involved in importing and exporting for tobacco. And that led me to that world. And all of a sudden, yeah. I'm pushing cigarettes to Honduras. Yeah, yeah. And i never done importing and exporting yeah. ever in my life. But yeah. I, we, uh, we spent, I picked my brother and my, my, uh, my buddy. We spent six months researching importing and exporting. 
And all of a sudden, I'm in meetings with people that have been doing this for 20, 30, 40 years, presidents of, of tobacco companies, and I'm sitting there with no business card, no yeah. website, nothing. And I'm like, how am I here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, you told me many stories about like a similar situation. And it's kind of cool how you kind of go with the flow and it's like almost to, for whether it's survival or even like just taking opportunities because it's it's interesting how acting can turn into like yeah. tobacco business i don't know yeah, right? yeah. And he was a producer originally and then all yeah. of a sudden from there um long story short things didn't go like i wanted to but uh every deal that i've ever got involved where i i, I either i got screwed over or whatever i never got angry i never i don't cry over spilt milk i just moved forward yeah yeah right? you, i figured if i ahead. can get to the if i can get to that meeting if i got to that meeting yesterday i can get to the meeting again tomorrow mm, right yeah, and then yeah. that's what led me to um then I was living in Cyprus, and we were uh, running a tele- telecommunication company at one point, where we got crushed by the uh, <laughs> by the government over there, who owned one of the other the major co- telephone companies. Yeah, so you were like the enemy to them. Oh so, yeah, yeah, we they did everything they could to destroy us, and they did, and we ended up recouping some money. And then last year is when I ended up going to India. I've been involved. I was involved with this stem cell company for quite a few years. And then last year is when I decided to go down and actually work with the clinic as a, as an administrator. Yeah. And, uh, you're kind of giving like the long story short version to, yeah. for the people at home too. But, um, from what you told me, it's like, whether you're jumping into tobacco or stem cells, it's not like you're just jumping into it. You're educating yourself and like just grinding to become an expert at it and then you can become like one of these guys like who are at the front of the the army you know yeah and and and, but one one thing was while i was on being on my adventures traveling the world and working for all these different uh companies and and having my own companies at one point everything led me back to acting no matter what it was yeah yeah no matter what it was because it just i had that that hole in the pit of my stomach that was just like you need to get back to this as soon as possible no matter what yeah so, it's all this i feel like when you have that feeling that's almost um what you're meant to do uh, in life i think so that's what i believe at yeah. least like whether i'm right or wrong but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yet you even mentioned to me like as you're out doing like this business stuff like you would go to the beach in beautiful cyprus yeah. and go out uh into the water and like yell your monologues yeah, out to the out to the abyss and yeah. Yeah, that was my daily and when i was living in cyprus that was my daily routine i'd wake up early in the morning and i'd drive over to this one beach where it was secluded where yeah. I, where nobody really got, would go to because there's too many waves and i just you'd walk out like 100 meters and you're still more you know what i mean you're yeah yeah whatever, just up to your up chest to your waist, and, up yeah. to your waist yeah. and uh, chest whatever and i just scream my monologues into the oceans practicing yeah. while i i because i just it never left me right um earl over at e, or evn he really helped me to become um the person i am today uh, as an actor and he just taught me everything about life as well and along with my family if it wasn't for my family I wouldn't be who I am today or where I'm at today yeah but now I'm back yeah <laughs> the George returned ret- the prodigal from, son has I've, returned yeah I've returned from all my travels and I've decided um, I'm done chasing money you can say yeah yeah you know I can't I can't because it, it almost sounds like it felt like every time you chased money it 
um, removed you from what you felt is your further true away. passion. Yeah, further yeah, yeah. Away, further away. But even like even when I was in India last year, um, working with a stem cell company, I would meet people within that industry for some reason that were involved in films. Mm-hmm. Right, like every project I would get involved with, somebody was involved with films, and it was like a sign. Okay, you need to get back. You need to get yeah, back. And I got a yeah. lot of, you know, I have a lot of friends that are involved in, um, in, in acting as well, and that have been doing very well. Mm-hmm. And and I'm proud of them, man. If I can have this, uh, the journey that they go through, and every day the grind, I mean, it's awesome. That's yeah. why I appreciated what I saw today. That these artists sitting there, making mistakes in front of me, because I, I mean, I've spent countless of hours in classes where I've just bombed. In class <laughs> yeah, over yeah, and yeah, yeah, over and over. yeah. Yeah, when it started out, I, I knew it was going to be like a little like people are because they all had their notepads, and yeah. even before you were coming, I saw people frantically writing in the notepad yeah. and. I just knew I'm like I was thinking I'm like George is gonna love this yeah, and like just, I didn't know if you were in a rush or anything and no. I'm like do you want to watch this comedy show upstairs yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, no. yeah it was really really cool uh, it was amazing it was um no it was, I think it was a perfect start <laughs> yeah yeah it kind of like it set the tone too <laughs> yeah yeah and um it's cool like uh, I've heard like the extended versions of like the stories you've mentioned like the yeah and. I think, like, what's cool about you and, like, getting back into acting is, like, all these different experiences are going to just make your acting so much stronger. Because you almost lived, like, these multiple lives in these businesses from stem cells to tobacco, like, dealing. Telephone companies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, It's it's super interesting. And studying acting, I mean, the one thing I remember Earl pushing in my head was um, how old you are, how much experience you have as an actor, right? Yeah. So, like, when I saw these opportunities to travel the world and all these opportunities to, I mean, like... There was times where I was making no money, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm eating bread with bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. But I mean, it was, I didn't have anybody. Yeah. I didn't have a wife. I didn't have kids. I didn't have a pet. So I didn't have anybody to that relied on me. So I was able to take these chances. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, and I didn't, I didn't waste them, I, I would say. Mm-hmm. Right. So I took, I jumped. But yeah, it definitely made me uh, a better actor, I would say, 100%. I can't wait now to get back into it. I need to get back to classes, though. I feel like an old fighter that hasn't been to the gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm out of shape. Yeah, know? yeah. But so I need to get ba- I need to get back to classes and spar a little bit, you know? Yeah, but, uh, like, your heart's there and, like, no, it's going to be cool. Like, I have a good feeling about this. Like, in, it's cool that you're about to embark on this journey. Yeah, yeah. And as you do it, I kind of want to follow you on my show. Yeah. And selfishly, I just love talking to you. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so I, no. I, I just... Just a, a little shout out for everybody here that's listening to Sean's podcast for the past while now. I mean, I met I met Sean working for an audiovisual company at one point uh, recently, and he uh, I the moment I met him, I listened to one of his podcasts, and I was like, okay, this kid has something. And I told him, I said, if I come back here, <laughs> and you're still working at this company, what was it two years? Yeah, I said I'm gonna come back here in two years. If you're still working here, I'm just gonna come behind you very slowly and take your life. Yeah, and I looked at you and I said thank you, and I gr- agreed. So, um, not, not not to say that the company is a bad company; it's a great company. I just, yeah, yeah. I just feel that Sean has um, he's wasting his talents there, yeah. unfortunately, and I think uh, he's going to be going 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 places, folks. And just keep listening, uh, and thank, you'll see. Thank you so much, George, for the kind words. But on wasting your talents, you know what I feel like. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that I'm like better than. I feel better than anybody. It's I just, about I, I, um, 
I'm doing it for a paycheck, yeah. and I feel like that's almost like maybe you felt this when you were doing like all these different businesses from the stem cell to tobacco. Yeah. It feels like as I'm there, I'm supposed to be doing something else. Yeah, like exactly. I, but um, I can't do it. I can't do what I do like with Earth Radio <laughs> and like live and eat unless I did that as well so i'm at like a weird transition point yeah and yeah it's an interesting time it's kind of exciting like because it's there's so much it's, unknown but i feel like something's gonna happen if I, that makes sense yeah, like, well 100 yeah. percent. and you know what you just described the struggles of an artist malaga yeah yeah, yeah. Malaga, this is what happens yeah yeah and i want to go to the origins of my new favorite word malaga uh. that you taught me <laughs> <laughs> he's like he, he, i think you might have called me malaga are you busting out your phone yes please yes, we're so gonna, we're, gonna we're gonna have to, have to do it the Google <laughs> Translate, and it's a Greek term. Yes, and you're gonna hear something very derogatory, <laughs> but it's meant like when you say it with your friends, like your bro or whatever. There's many different ways you can say malaka. It's like if yeah. you've ever seen uh, the movie Donnie Brasco, where they say "forget about it." And yeah, yeah. There's many different ways you can say it. It's the same thing. Malaga, you can say, "Hey, Malaga, how you doing?" You know, you're calling somebody, "Hey, yeah, Malaga," yeah. or. Malaga, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even like, uh, I knew I was going to talk to you about this word too. I was like kind of breaking it down in my head and it's almost similar to how, how black people use the N word in a way where it could be many different ways. It could many be like, yeah. like, Hey, my buddy, my friend or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or if you say it out of like outrage or something, it means like just a derogatory term to it. Okay, so hold up, let's see now. Okay, what does the Greek word malaka mean? No, I'm gonna start that over. Okay, yeah. let's do that one more time. <laughs> yeah. What does the Greek word malaka mean? No, it's not, it's not, gonna, it's not gonna help. We'll me get out. it. We'll get it. Not gonna help me. I yeah. can. I can cut. What these. does the Greek word malaka mean? According to Quora, Greek term for someone who has jerked off so many times that his brain has become soft and he is now an idiot. In everyday speech, the word malakas is used metaphorically to mean a person who uses no common sense. So that's what it actually means. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then people call each other like out of love. Hey, Malaka. Yeah. Respect and love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a fucking beautiful term that is. It is my favorite word. <laughs> Hands down. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it, we've I've definitely gotten a lot of my non-Greek friends to be saying that word a lot yeah now. yeah and it's funny too because you're connected to uh some of the people i shoot for at beast mode battles yeah shout out to beast mode yeah yeah and your buddy caution this was yes. like the first time i crossed paths with him yes um and it was when i started shooting the beast mode there were so many different names i learned that day and caution came up to me he's like you know george and even though you told me you're connected it took yeah. me a second yeah and then he got, he, he, he noted, yeah, he noticed that I didn't get, like, it was you right away. And he's like, Malaka. And I was like, oh, <laughs> my George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a beautiful moment. Yeah. <laughs> no, and they, they, never mind. They've been doing a great job over there, too. And you've been doing a great job uh, helping them out, recording over there, too. With yeah, the I feel, work. I feel like we complement each other. And I it's think just so. like, um, something about so. their vibe. It's, uh, it's a little more laid back than the other. Toronto leagues like the bigger ones or whatever and um, well, maybe like the because they all grow 
grew up in the hood. That's why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I haven't. But for some reason, I like get along with people. Like, I, there's I, some. I told you from the moment yeah. I met you, I, I felt like we. I, I've known you for fucking twenty years. Yeah, like, vice versa. You know. So yeah. I mean, like, I mean, and these 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 are my brothers I grew up with over there in the hood. So I mean, they're they're a gr- good group of guys. They're wholesome guys, and they're just they're yeah they're yeah trying to put something together over there, and they're doing amazing amazing work. Yeah yeah, and I feel like uh, whatever I'm doing, whatever they're doing, they kind of like complement each other 100%. and it's like something i didn't have in my creative video life and it's something they needed in their well, universe that's, honestly and like, that, that's when you when you start putting good people together and you, you're gonna start seeing great results and that that's what's been happening with you guys i think yeah magic happens yeah and yeah it's super fun even yeah. like all those guys like they're like oh beyond this camera shit you need anything yeah, yeah no, <laughs> and no. i know where they're from so yeah, yeah, like no, no, no. i can call them up if i like have like a dead body and like <laughs> just kidding <laughs> they're definitely they're definitely amazing guys they're, yeah yeah they're, um, they're family and that's 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 what it's about right mm-hmm. they're a big family over there yeah yeah it's so cool and it's, it's super cool to have you in here like uh i feel like this is i i feel like since i met you like i knew you were gonna come in here at a time and now is like the fucking moment because uh oh, i was i was i was, I was su- kind of surprised you did ask me but i was happy at the really? same time oh good good i mean like i said i think i think what you're doing over here is great work i i want to say too like um i appreciate like from the moment i met you too like you've been crazy supportive of me doing this shit too and i noticed like maybe like everything you share of mine i don't comment on it but like no no i uh I look at him like fucking George is such a real motherfucker, and I I think you were like similar personalities where we're just I don't know going for our passions at the same time in my life, and like I can tell you appreciate that, yes. and almost like when the comedy show started happening, oh, same almost in the same vein, I was like George is gonna appreciate this shit. And I because I, I appreciate the struggle, man. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love seeing somebody come from nothing to mm-hmm. to like you know to 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 get into somewhere, and I love seeing the process. Right. Yeah, That's why yeah. I'm saying it goes back to acting. That's why I love the acting classes so much. That's what I'm getting back into now. It's just to see people grow in class. You know what I mean? Getting better and better each day it's just incredible and that's what you see here right yeah yeah and um you kind of got to go against the grain and speaking of going against the grain you told me an incredible story about your report card uh would you you want to tell it again yeah yeah, (laughs) it's just so fucking insane and funny and i was young (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, hey i do that tomorrow (laughs) uh, grade nine grade ten grade ten must have no Anyways, I was in high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, my parents were sending me to Cyprus by myself. And for those of you who don't know, Cyprus is a little tropical island. And it's one of the best places you want to go to, specifically when I went, <laughs> which is the mid-90s. And um, it's, not that I'm, I'm a, it's not that I'm dumb. <laughs> it's that I didn't go to school. I skipped a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that year, I, I even skipped my French exam. Like, the, like I skipped the, the whole, whole exam. exam yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And um, so fast forward, I failed four out of eight classes because I didn't go. Yeah. And now it's report card season time, and I gotta give my report card. And now if I give the report card, I ain't going. I ain't going nowhere. I gotta go to summer school. I mean, I have to go to summer school. Yeah. Right? I failed four fucking classes. So my brother was going to the same high school, so I took his report card, I ripped it up, I ripped up mine, and then uh, I went to Lee, Lee, 
if you're listening, you remember, I went to Lee's house <laughs> and we printed out two brand new report cards, right? <laughs> Matching ones. Yeah, I might as well bump my grades up. My brother passed all his classes, but I figured, you know, I'd give him a little notch up. Yeah. <laughs> but did he know what you were doing too? Of course. Oh yeah, he's a good team player then. No, he's yeah. a team, my brother's a team player. He's going to yeah. go online. He's, he's always in, never in the way. Yeah. So fast forward, I come home, give my parents a report card. They see it, 80s and 90s. Wow, George, you did amazing. Thanks, mom. <laughs> she sends, they send me to Cyprus. And yeah. in Cyprus, anyway, I'll, I'll get to that chip later. But fast forward, I'm two weeks into my Cyprus vacation. And the high school calls. And it's a guidance counselor. And my mom picks up. And they're like, hi, Mrs. Christodoulou. Um, we're just wondering why George isn't in summer school. I was like, well, why would he need to be in summer school? <laughs> well, George didn't really have the best year. <sighs> my mom's like, what do you mean? She's like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. And she runs over. And you got uh, people listening at home. These are Greek parents. Yes, <laughs> They're like yes, off yes. the boat. Like, yes, yes. Somebody's yes. about born to die. A, born in a village. Yeah. So so now she gets a report card and she tells the teacher, she's like, look, I, you know, I just, she starts reading it off. And the guy's got to start, you know what, maybe you should come. By, by the way, my high school, there's my, where I live, the buildings, a fence. And in my high school, <laughs> and I was come late. next door. Yeah, and I was late every day. <laughs> so, fast forward, there she's in the meeting with the guidance counselor teacher, and the guidance counselor teacher grabs the report card and starts chuckling. Oh, and she starts laughing, and my mom is this old school Greek woman. She's embarrassed, right? Yeah. She's like, she can't believe what's going on because she's looking at the real report card, going, "This motherfucker, yeah, <laughs> somebody's gonna die. I'm gonna kill him." So now I'm in Cyprus, and there's no age limit for drinking. Yeah. And I'm getting drunk every night. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 16. Yeah. And I'm getting drunk every night, right? So, and I'm, I'm throwing up every night. Didn't matter. So she calls, and now she, <laughs> it's in very, if, for those that you know about European, European culture, it's very embarrassing to tell other people what's going on. So she didn't want to tell my aunt that I had done this to her. Yeah, yeah. So she calls very nonchalant. Hi, you know, is you know, is George there? Yeah, he's right here. Pick up the phone. As soon as I pick up the phone, when you get home, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> my heart, my heart stopped. Yeah, because you knew what she was talking about too. Yeah. I'm not dumb, yeah. <laughs> and I know she's not dumb. Yeah. So my heart stopped, and she starts telling me, "I can't believe you did this to me. Do you know how embarrassing this is?" And she starts rambling on and going off, and she's she's DefCon five. Yeah. My dad grabs the phone. Have fun, because when you get back, you're dead. Hang, and he hangs up the phone. <laughs> That's all he said. Just... So I was like, fuck it. <laughs> so I, I better enjoy the rest of my life right I, now. Yeah, I, I carried on. <laughs> I got, by the time, Thank God, by the time I got back, back, my uncle had turned it into a joke. So um, my parents were, to this day, she makes fun of me about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They call you report card and yeah, shit. Yeah, they call me report Shut up, report card. <laughs> fake report card. That's what it is. Yeah, Shut up, yeah. fake report card. Yeah. But yeah, that's what she had to deal with, right? But, but you got to understand the environment I grew up in. My next door neighbor was one of the biggest drug dealers in Ontario. Mm-hmm. There was a guy that lived ab- above us. His nickname was Nick the Knife. Nick the Knife. I need to get him on my show. <laughs> Nick the around, Knife. He's not around no more. No, rest in peace, Nick rest the Knife. Rest in peace, Nick. So um, this is the environment I grew up in. I mean, it was it was that, and then there was train tracks, and then there was Epperworth, where all, all the blacks and Jamaicans grew up in, mm-hmm. right? And then my old gen- generation 
had a prom with, with the freaking Jamaicans. But me, I'm sitting there. I grew up with these kids going to school in Corvette with, with everybody. So, I mean, we're sitting there playing marbles. We ain't got no proms. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. As a kid, you don't you know don't race. E- you don't even think You the don't race. know race. You, don't, yeah. you know what I mean? So, this all went on. Like, I grew up in an era where, like... <laughs> like racism racism was there um gay bashing was around you know what i mean like that was the normal thing people would go down to q beach and gay bash people that's that's where i grew up wow you know what yeah. I mean? that's 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 horrible it's disgusting yeah. right but this is what was going on back in those days yeah, yeah. right and like i said if the worst thing i did was a fake report card <laughs> yeah. i think i'm okay you got out of the 80s pretty well <laughs> you're, you're a good boy georgie yeah, I think, yeah i think i got out okay there was, was many paths for me to go many directions and yeah I, yeah you know, but um even like some of the things you told me about like in cyprus when we don't have to go down this route and shit is but it could get you like yeah, yeah, i feel like it could yeah, get even, you in like, trouble yeah, but like tra- it's like traveling along the way yeah. trying, trying to do cigarette deals and you have people like yeah yeah i'll buy your cigarettes off you but send it as furniture it's like what yeah it's like gangsters like <laughs> kind of furniture yeah, yeah, yeah being yeah, the okay. puppet it's, masters yeah, and... so they don't have to pay for taxes for the cigarettes whatever nonsense. yeah yeah but i never wanted to deal with that kind of stuff i guess that's why i never made money <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or as, there... much, as much as i should have that is yeah yeah it's right yeah. but um i've been on the cusp of many deals i i was i was uh on the cusp of a, a deal between a tobacco company in china at one point mm-hmm. and i was on the cusp of a deal between um a scrap metal company one of the biggest scrap metal companies in china at one point and i got cut out of that one that was great <laughs> uh but i mean like it's i don't get angry i don't get upset i don't look at spilled milk i don't look at it like like in like for instance my india trip they look at life like i remember i was speaking to this this one guy for a while for, every day i would talk to him about it and he would like their philosophy is like it's from a previous life so like okay i got ripped off on this deal right yeah that's money you owed in a previous life oh okay okay i was like how much do i owe (laughs) (laughs) and they're like don't worry about it how much more what's my debt but what if my old demons come to haunt me you know with a gun in your mouth their philosophy over there if anybody here is listening and they've never been to india you gotta gotta go i'm telling you right now if you've never been you gotta go once it's it's um it's a magical place i would say uh it's incredible um it was a, a blessing working for the stem cell company. I could never do it again, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Is it because of stress or are you just... No, no, no. Um, dealing with the patients, I, uh, just to give you guys a little run-up, we were working for the stem cell company over in India. And uh, we were working mostly with uh, kids with autism. And it was great, right? I mean, kids are kids are amazing. Yeah, yeah. And my main job, my job was I Facebook Live the whole nonsense, but my uh, my job was to go to and from the clinic, from the hotel to clinic, and just take care of the patients, make sure whatever they needed, whether it was mm-hmm. one in the morning or two p.m. whatever, I'm on call for them, right? Yeah, it yeah. was. I did a lot of research on the patients to make sure I knew what they were about and the journey they had gone through just to get to india to you know take a chance on on this treatment where that doesn't exist at the time in canada yeah yeah what year was this too this was a year uh october of last year oh okay so still like really recent yeah yeah, Yeah. so like stem cells evolved and stuff yeah yeah, and it's still it's still not at that point like uh just recently i was talking to a friend that's that's going through uh chemotherapy and they're giving him stem cell treatments too and he's telling me the whole process but the problem I had was uh, there was I got very close with one of the kids, Tristan, mm-hmm. 
and um, he had DIPG brain cancer and Fuck. autism. And I mean, I only I was only with him for about two months, two and a half months. But it was like I spent like twenty years with this kid, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And his his mom's amazing. Uh, she reminded me a lot of my sister. And the job for me was easy, mm-hmm. even though it was draining every day because I have to be on cloud nine. I have to be on. I have to be on like constant. Yeah. You almost have to be energy. strong for other people. Yeah, because you can, I can only imagine what they're going through, right? Yeah, yeah. So and. Um, and that's got to be rough when you have a bad day and then you know you have to go I made in. sure I never had bad days. Yeah. <laughs> Attaboy. No, because yeah. I just, I woke up today, right? That means I'm having a great day. Mm-hmm. If I woke up today, I'm having a great day. Cheers to that, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, fast forward. Um, the, the treatment ended. I left India, went back to Canada. And uh, um, months later, Tristan ended up passing away. And then I was like, I can't. There's no way I can get do that again and, and get involved and get so close. To, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like um, there was another family there too. Joshua, he had he had uh, just autism, mm-hmm. uh, but he never spoke a single word before he got there, right? And like not, he's five years old, never spoke a word. And then I, I remember sitting there watching him after the second day of treatment. And he's, I looked at him and I said, come on, because this, that's another thing. I, I didn't get as close to uh, what Joshua did with Tristan because yeah. I don't speak French. Oh, okay, he so only, he's a French kid, he, yeah. They only speak French, right? They're yeah, from yeah. Montreal. But, I mean, very close to the family. I love them. Uh, yeah. Shout out to them. Uh, and uh, Joshua, on the second day, spoke. I said, comment ça va? And he was, looks at me and says, très bien. Oh, so, man. Like, for anybody who has any skeptics about stem cell treatment, I watched it with my own eyes. I saw Tristan for the first time jump. I saw Tristan for the first time draw a happy face. I saw Joshua for the first time brush his teeth on his own. You know what I mean? So I yeah, saw yeah. this happening on my own. And, and I know in the future, stem cells going to, as long as we keep advancing on this <clears throat> and North America starts accepting it more, it's, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, that's, that sounds heart-wrenching, but also, like, at the same time, like, amazing to hear that these treatments work to that level, because yeah. I'm dumb to it. Like, I've heard the base, like, yeah, what it's well, all about, and, like... Well, what, what they basically yeah. do is, um, there's many different stem cell treatments, but um, the company I was, I was working with, what they, uh, the doctor specifically, Dr. Verma, honestly, I, I just can't say enough about him, and uh, he's been doing stem cell for over 20 years. And he's done every way possible, from the umbilical cord way to the um, bone marrow to you name it, right? Yeah. So when I got there, he and he had showed me all this footage and all this stuff, and he, like, <laughs> I was lucky enough to pick his brain every day too, right? Which is great. And the way it works is um, they take your blood one time, mm-hmm. and they extract your, your adult stem cells out of there, right? And then they put it through a catheter, and they, and they mix it with cytokine, and they inject it back into you. So it has to have like some of your it's like yours. internal it's yours. particles and it's all, all you. Okay. It's oh, all you. Okay, okay, it's all cool. You. Yeah, I it's didn't know. Yours. I didn't know if they were just yeah, so the farming way, like umbilical no, no, cords no, no, and no. shit. They, yeah. they, they do that as well. Yeah. for other things, but um, he found that this was the best way. So whether you believe in the way he described it was whether you believe in God or not, this is already inside of you. So <laughs> if you get a cut right now, right, yeah. your brain's going to activate your stem cells to fix that cut. Ah, okay. Right, yeah, that's yeah. what happens. Right. Yeah. So what he's doing is just he's adding more of this right to attack what's going on whoa okay right okay, so yeah. he feels that this is going to be the future and like after talking to him and i was like what's your goal like what's your main goal mm-hmm. right and he's like i want this to be in every pharmacy 
Yeah. Like, I want people to go to the pharmacy and take this for a common cold. I want people, you know, I'm like, man. <laughs> but he also told me a lot of things as well where he's like, I would, he would never leave India. He's scared mm. for his life. Really? Like he's is had, he like, uh, is it because like other pharmaceutical yes, companies? Yes, yes, and he, like, he told me, he told me from his, from his mouth, he had, he had two friends go over to uh, the United States. <laughs> one of them disappeared. The other one's now working for a pharmaceutical company. Oh my God. You know yeah. I mean? So something happened is somebody's so, not making money because. Look, whether you believe it or yeah. not, this came from his mouth. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, at the end of the day, we all know, I mean, like, why would you, why would the pharmaceutical companies want this? Right. At the same time. Yeah. Right. But, um, I did see the benefits of it. Nobody can tell me otherwise. Um, the only thing was that um, Tristan had DIPG brain cancer. They've never dealt with DIPG brain cancer. So he was the first run of yes, this. Yes, unfortunately. Yeah. And you're talking about disease that like when you're when a child gets this disease, it's children that get this disease and then you, you're diagnosed within two years, you're gone. Oh, like, that's, that's heavy. It. There's no, that's heavy. like the success rate is zero. Yeah. Right. And government's back, uh, help for this. Mm hmm barely anything I'll tell you right now speaking to speaking to Marie about all this stuff what she's what she's gone through what she had to go through with Tristan honestly it's just it's it's disheartening because it's like you have third world countries that are that, that are trying to deal with this better than we are and we're sitting here now and we're supposed to be we're supposed to be on the forefront of all this stuff you know what I mean mm -hmm. so like I was talking to a friend now about all this and he's he's going through this treatment now and uh he's done his chemotherapy and now he's doing um he's about to go through uh the stem cell treatment but they i'm pretty sure what they're going to be doing to him is that they're just going to hook him up with an iv and just put all the stem cells into him which i don't after talking to the doctor i don't think that's a good thing because you got to look at like protein like if you've never worked out before yeah and you just take a like ten thousand grams of protein today What's gonna happen? Yeah, it's like kind of useless in a way. Like it's just, or you're like gonna, your you're body gonna, you're just. You're gonna piss out ninety percent of it, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with the stem cells, right? Mm -hmm. So if you go out and you do all that, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. So, um, I like I said, Tristan was it was one of the main reasons why I could never go back. I can never get attached again that close. Yeah. I mean, I love I love that kid so much, man. And he became one of my closest friends. Yeah. And he, sh he honestly showed me about life. Like I remember sitting here watching him and with the the other family there was there was a little girl there too around his age and I see my man get up and we're sitting there at the back of the hotel we're in a pool and there was the, the the main pool and then there was a kiddie pool yeah and she finally left the main the main pool and she went over to the kiddie pool I see my man get up <laughs> and I see him grab a bunch of flowers white oh. flowers and oh. he starts draping the pool and oh. he doesn't he, he don't care who's watching him yeah yeah you know what I mean? like he, he's got no humility he doesn't give yeah, a fuck yeah. how old is he nobody. again he's five years old yeah this is okay? amazing I looked at, I looked I looked at the mothers and I go your husbands don't even do this <laughs> I go look at this I go, I go look at this kid right now yeah yeah you know? oh man that makes my heart warm yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 and it was many times where he, he would show me like that kind of stuff right yeah and, and yeah i think that's that last trip also made me realize you know what fuck this man i need to get back in acting mm, you know yeah, so yeah. I, I spent last year just kind of i need to get my i need to get my head above the water i got back from india and i was like yeah, kind of yeah. adjusting from traveling so much you know yeah did you have a moment where you see this kid and it's like look at him just do what's in his heart at the moment and think to yourself it's like what if i did what's in my heart at the moment I, I uh yeah I keep his picture on my phone to remind me uh he's a cutie uh, <laughs> he actually looks like me when I was like five <laughs> it's kind of creepy but in, yeah. in, when we were in India yeah P 
people would line up in droves to take a picture with him. Really? Because he's a white kid? or Yeah, well, yeah. They, they don't have blonde hair, blue eye kids there. They yeah, said, yeah, he looks like a him. child he, actor. Really. They were calling him mini Justin Bieber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, if he, if he, and it would be funny. I'd look at him like, Tristan, they want to take a picture of you. Certain times he'd be like, nah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just walk away. Did you act like his bodyguard? Just I, like, I, move I along. To, yeah, 24/7, yeah, yeah. 7 right? Yeah. And then other times, uh, whoever I was with, uh, whenever I was with uh, everybody that was there, and there, there was other people there, other patients there too as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was one patient that was dealing with uh, Lyme disease as well, mm-hmm. right? But um, I would constantly be make sure it was with them at all times, right? I mean, you're in India, you're in a third world country where you don't know what's going to happen. And, and women especially should not be walking the streets alone in that country. Yeah, yeah. It's dangerous, right? It is. Legit. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, for me, it was fine. I was walking the streets. I felt like I was in Scarborough <laughs> at one point. <laughs> I was like, man, I need to... Just, just, just I, the I, worst area in India. At home! <laughs> I, I, wherever country I go to, I need to find weed. I need to, find, I need to smoke a joint. Yeah, yeah. Du- Dubai was the only one. <laughs> so how far was Dubai from where you were staying? Did you go on a mission to get weed? Or no, 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 no. I'm saying Dubai was the only country I went to where I couldn't get weed. Oh, okay, okay. Right? Yeah, in yeah. every other country I've gone to, I was able to get weed. Yeah. Dubai, I remember sitting in a cab, going to the hotel, and we asked the cab driver we're like um so um where do you find weed yeah. and he looked at us like no he was he didn't understand the word like the he terminology confused. he didn't yeah. understand the terminology so I started showing him like motioning okay like you know joint rolling a joint and mm-hmm. he's like oh it's tobacco I'm like no 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 like you know Bob Marley <laughs> his face changed from confusion to no oh right. I'm like I'm like what he's like shh I'm like what are you talking about right now right like, he's like, like he's like the cab has cameras. He's like, the so seat- you can't even mention it. Like- yeah, I don't even have to mention weed. Yeah. He's like, your seats have sensors. They know how many people are in the car. Oh, <laughs> so it just turned into like a fun, like Bob Marley, and as like the most intense moment ever. Like, so I'm like, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get a joint. Yeah, yeah. So then, fast forward, we're sitting in, a, in the hotel bar, we're having a drink, and they, these two, these two women walk up to start talking to us, me and my buddy. All of a sudden, I look at my buddy Alex, and I'm like. These are hookers. He's like, what? I go, they're hookers, man. Look around. We look around. The whole bar is just hookers. Hooker bar. We, we, we go back to the hotel. We go out into the hotel now from the hotel bar. We go into the hotel. We talk to the concierge. And I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's, they're hookers. They're workers. That's what they do. They work here. Yeah. So it's like kind of like the bar to go to if you so, need a hooker type yeah, of thing. So yeah. So I looked at the guy. I'm like, let me get this straight. I can't get a joint, but I can get a hooker. <laughs> and, he's, and he looks at me he's like shh I'm like for what the weed or, or yeah, the hooker I'm, like, I'm confused I'm like, what, what work am I not allowed to say <laughs> and porn and porn was blocked oh really yeah blocked uh, my friend she went to teach in China too and she told me the same thing and you had to get like a certain like IP address blocker yeah, and then you, you can go on and forth. and VPN. even like Facebook you can go on yeah. Facebook yeah, without yeah, it yeah, yeah it's yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. Yeah. you need a VPN and then yeah. on top of that like uh, there was no gambling in Dubai either like except for horse races horse races there are like like old school Coliseum days okay so like, it's super popular like people can only gamble there yeah like you hear the roaring of the crowd yeah. when you go to a horse race in Dubai it's like Rah! people know the horses yeah, and yeah, shit yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That's exactly. my Malacca. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> Number can, four. that you can bet on. That yeah, you're allowed yeah. to bet on. And I remember when we first got there, we met our contact, and he's driving us around. And I see we drive past a Wendy's. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Wendy's, Wendy's made it all the way here. Right? And he looks at me. He's like, no. 
Wendy's not come here. We bring Wendy's here. <laughs> We fought for that Wendy. <laughs> See that Wendy's? My father died for that Wendy. <laughs> yeah, the way they look, Dubai has everything. Like every name brand, you can imagine they got it. Right? Yeah, yeah. And like every building is brand new. It's like, oh, look at that building. It's five years old. Tear it down. Build a new one. <laughs> yeah. It's old. Yeah. <laughs> it must die. It must die. <laughs> But, wow. What an experience. But man. great country. Never I walked. You walk the streets. You have, there's no crime. There's no, 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 nothing, no problems to buy mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. You need, you need a, just like you need a driver's license. You need a liquor license to go buy liquor. Oh, to buy liquor, to you buy, need at the a liquor license. store. Yeah. You need a liquor license. So it's different than a driver's license. Yeah, completely like, different. So here, stuff. it's just it's yeah. beyond the age. You need yeah. to. Yeah. Do you know what uh, requires? To I get don't. That? I don't yeah. remember at the time, but I remember. Yeah. I remember we, we we had to bribe the girl and we had to talk to her and convince her to sell us liquor because we had no car. Right? <laughs> and when she did, she's tell, she's begging us that we cannot tell nobody that yeah. she sold this to us. They're kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus. I was like wow. Right, but. Um, Well, what I loved about Dubai is that you can eat for dirt cheap. There. Yeah, you can. You, it's, it's expensive, right? You can go to restaurants where it's like. I remember we went to go meet some contacts there, and we're like, "Hey, we didn't have a lot of money." You know what I mean? And we're fronting like we do, right? So we're sitting there, and my partner's like, "Hey, don't order anything." I'm like, "I'm not dumb, right?" Yeah, yeah. So we start eating the peanuts. Not realizing the peanuts on the table are 50 bucks. <laughs> so we're sitting there eating peanuts thinking it's free, but the peanuts are $50. So like it was like a jar? On the table. Okay. Like a little bowl of peanuts on the table. The moment you take one, that's it. So is you it almost like a hotel booze fridge? Like once you take it, you yeah, it, it gets you, expense. But if you don't it. touch it, you're cool. You're cool. Okay, that's interesting. Certain places yeah. were like that too, right? Yeah. And then, then there's other places where it's like you can get a shawarma for like... 40 cents <laughs> shit eh? but it's amazing like everything all the food there is is uh, like no matter what restaurant you go there the quality of the food is top notch right they make sure of it. it's Dubai yeah yeah everything everything has to be best <laughs> best bro <laughs> they have like a pride in it that's that's really yeah, interesting no, yeah, I didn't know like those the, layers the, and the, stuff the taxi cab driver did tell us though that um, it's like you come to, to, Dubai, to Dubai with your t-shirt and you leave with your t-shirt It's like they don't let you leave. You, you yeah. can make money here, but they won't let you leave. You can't money. stock up on uh, 40 cent shawarma and yeah. bring it to your country. <laughs> yeah. Actually, a uh, funny story that was reminding me of it. So today I went to Sirius XM to record the episode before you. And um, I did this little segment with these guys. They're part of this show called The Dumb Show. It's on like the comedy version of that. But uh, before we did the episode, he's like, let me take you to this vending machine. It's so cool. He's like, everything. 25 cents so I'm thinking it's like peanuts or, yeah. it's like everything you can imagine like pop like fucking chips all this yeah. stuff I got a bag of chips right there I'm like cents. this is 25 cents and so throw it in there but he's like uh, for a while they kept stocking it with these like um, almost like these these uh, power bar type things yeah. but like in the grocery store they're four or five dollars and he's like they they be in there for a day and then the whole section just gone it's like supposed to be like just like a little courteous like oh maybe you put it in a quarter and take one or whatever yeah, and he said like months later he sees this asian lady at the machine just fucking pumping in 25 cents just power bar power bar he's like i think she goes back to her convenience store okay, and just right. fucking yeah. upsells it by yeah. like 20 and yeah. bam that's, like that's, that's, that's a scarborough scam 
camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quite impressive too. But like, you see, like it's funny sometimes in in life, like um, people take advantage of nice things, you know, and then ruin it for the rest That's of them. So can't... now they don't have the power bars anymore. That's why we can't have nice things. No, this we can't why. at all. That's where that saying comes from. I was having a discussion with a friend about this, and um, like in Cyprus when I was living there, you're allowed to park anywhere you want. Anywhere you want. You can park like half of your car on top of a curb, leave the car running, do anything you want, park it sideways. Like yeah. I there was times where I would go to go pay my, my cable bill. Yeah. And I would my whole car would be on the sidewalk. Yeah. To the point where when I opened my car door You're in their door? Their door, their sliding door would open automatically. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Because I'm right beside. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. And and like at the beginning you don't do that but when after you live there for a while you get used to it yeah, yeah. that would never work here no there's no too many people here yeah do you feel because it's such like a small community that yeah. everybody knows each there's, other and... you're talking about a country that has 900,000 people right yeah. so it's like like you you can't do anything there without somebody knowing yeah yeah everybody knows everything you know that's why the crime rate's so low there because it's yeah, like yeah. if i go steal a car there where am i gonna go yeah. To the other side of the island. Yeah, they know who and, did and, it. And, and they also know whose car that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So you don't have to look it up. They know that's that's Pablo's car. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's Pan B's. Go we, get it. We can even cut this part out because I don't want to get you in trouble. But you talked to me about like car bombs going off there. No, no, no. That, you can leave that in. Okay, cool. Yes, I don't want to get you in trouble. No, no, I, I, I know I am, uh, I'm a couple steps away from like going to a story that you told me that I shouldn't be. <laughs> so I'm just being very cautious no, on was, this episode. That, that, I was never involved in that. No, yeah, yeah. The way that would happen was uh, in Cyprus, I, when I was first living there, you'd you'd hear a bomb go off, and I'd be like, "What the fuck was that?" Yeah. And then the people that have been living there for a while, they don't even blink, <laughs> right? And they're like, "Oh, somebody's debt just got paid off." I'm like, "Huh?" So you find out later on that. So you're, you're talking about a country where everybody like. Everybody is jealous of everybody else. That's one thing about the country, right? Yeah. Where it's like, is it because it's so small town yeah, and yeah, if somebody so gets yeah. one thing, so they're they just know, like, oh, they know, why did he get it? They know Sean works for Westbury and Sean makes X amount of money. Yeah. And then Sean shows up one day with a Mercedes. Well, I make the same money as Sean, so I'm going to go buy a Mercedes too. Yeah. Okay? Well, then they, they go in debt because of this. Yeah. And now they own money. So then they go borrow money with people that they shouldn't be borrowing money from. Mm. Okay? Then they can't pay that money off because they're going living that lifestyle in Cyprus of partying every day because it's a party <laughs> island, right? Yeah. So you're partying every day. Now you're in debt. And now you're in debt. You're in debt. Now you're and you're pay. stuck on the island. So I, you can't you're, run. <laughs> you can't go nowhere. Yeah, Where are you yeah. going? It's an island. So now you, now you owe all this money. So what the, what the mob does over there is they tell you, okay, we're going to blow up your car. You're going to collect the insurance money, and you're going to pay us. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it became a norm. When you hear a car bomb go off, it's like, well, somebody's debt just got paid off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like anything. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's like hearing thunder or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, Fuck. again, but there's a lot of things where like, you, you can... You can't do that over here. Like obviously, like you, there's a lot of stuff that would work on a small island that could never work here. Like there's a barter system going on over there too, right? Like yeah. if you're a barber and I and and I'm a bartender, I'm gonna get free haircuts and you're gonna get free drinks. Okay, okay, right. Yeah, so yeah. that's and that's one thing. When I when I first went down there, you gotta know how to speak, when to speak Greek and when not to speak Greek. If you get into a cab, you have to speak Greek. Okay, because oh, he's, uh, he's taking you for a ride. Yeah, yeah. Right? If you go to a convenience store, you got to speak Greek, because or else they're going to charge an extra buck or two or five or whatever. Interesting. Right? It doesn't matter. Yeah. If you want to get into a club, you better speak English. Okay. okay. If you speak Greek, he's going to think, "Oh fuck, this guy's separate. This guy knows somebody. He's going to get free drinks. Fuck this guy." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And they have face control there. Yeah. They don't. They they will deny anybody there. 
into a club. No matter what club it is, they have face control. Sorry, you're ugly. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> for for some reason, from your Scarborough bringing up, I can see you like picking up the rules of the streets pretty fast yeah, over there. You have yeah. a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But where some people like they get caught into oh, what yeah. they're used to and oh, they yeah. won't adjust. Yeah. Like, I remember. Yeah. I remember when I first got there. It took me four months to get internet. Mm-hmm. Four months. I, when I first I, I ordered the internet. It's okay, we're gonna, we're gonna deliver it soon. This isn't that. So I wait, I wait. Two months passes. The fuck. I call yeah. them up. Look, what's going on? Oh no, no. It's, somebody would be by there next week. Okay. <laughs> it's next week. It's eight o'clock in the morning. I hear a bang on the door. Eight a.m. And we were out that night, that night before, and we got home at like five a.m. So it's like, and there's clubs that open up at three o'clock in the morning in Cyprus, right? Mm-hmm. So now it's five o'clock in the morning. This guy's banging on the door. I open the door, and this guy's dressed. As if he's going to a club. And he's telling me, I'm here to install your internet. <laughs> I look at him, and I'm, thinking, I'm like, this guy looks familiar. So anyways, I'm sitting yeah. there. And, and for some reason, like, and I'm thinking, yeah, he's another separate. But I'm like, he looks familiar. I don't know, he just looks familiar. And my buddy's sleeping. So we're sitting there now, and he's looking at me, and he's like, you have a ladder? And he asks me in a way, like, if you don't have a ladder, I'm not going to give you internet. Oh, so you like, need to scramble and find So I'm like, ladder. what the fuck am I going to do? Okay, I, thank God I'm in Cyprus. Neighbors. Yeah. We'll talk to neighbors. You're in a village. Hey, I need a ladder. I'll come back. Here's a ladder. You're a screwdriver? <laughs> I'm like, you've got to be out of your goddamn <laughs> mind right now. You're like, you didn't show up with shit right now? Yeah. Like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Right? I find him a screwdriver. His buddy shows up. They start getting in a fight because, you know, that guy didn't bring any fucking tools. <laughs> they finally do their job. And they're like, okay, we're done. I'm like, what do you mean we're done? Where's the rest of the job? They're like, oh, no, no, we're here just to install the line from the pole to the top of the house. Somebody else has to come to do the rest. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Fuck. And my buddy wakes up, looks, he's like, he's like, hey, it's not the guy from the club last night. I'm like, fucking, you're probably, yeah, that's the guy. I go, never mind. He's been, I go, you didn't even sleep, did you? You just came straight here. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? He didn't have his tools. He's just like, Nothing. oh, I'm going to make this money. It was well, partying it off. Yeah. The second guy shows up and he installs the internet, the wire now. Yeah, from from sorry sorry the first guy inst- sorry let me backtrack the first guy installed from the pole to the other pole that's close to my house and the second guy's here to install the from the pole to the top of my house. <laughs> so the, it's still not in the yeah, house yet. Then the third guy now I'm waiting for the third guy to show up right and it's literally three and a half months now and I call them up right I'm like you motherfuckers it's been three and a half months yeah Fuck, I'm losing my mind right I'm like that's it I go you know what I'm done. I don't want to deal with you guys no more. They're like, okay, just return the modem when you're done, when you when you get a chance. I'm like, so they don't even. Give I'm like, no, no, no. I go, that's not how the conversation supposed to go. I go, you're supposed to want to keep me. You know yeah. what I mean? I, go, the, I say I'm done. You're used to Bell and Rogers, yeah. and then they're begging, please, we'll yeah. take ten dollars yeah. off or something. Yeah. I go, I was bluffing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, I still need my fucking internet. <laughs> they call my bluff. Okay? Yeah. So oh now, shit. I'm sitting there and I'm like, motherfucker. So they're like, no, no. I'm like, no, no, I have to stay with you guys. I got no yeah. choice, right? You guys, you guys fuck me. So like, okay, we're, we're, we'll get somebody as soon as possible. Finally, yeah. it's on the fourth month. Somebody shows up and this guy shows up and he's like, look, man, you're going to be an electrician for this job. <laughs> I go, what the fuck are you talking about? It's Ethernet cable. You're talking about, a f- sorry, not even Ethernet cable, it was phone wire. Yeah, yeah. Phone cable. I was getting DSL. Are you talking about a phone, a phone wire that's on top of my house that needs to go inside of my house? You just got to drill a hole and put a fucking faceplate. I looked at him and at this point, my cousins were telling me, just tell them you're going to bomb them. I'm like, what are you talking about? I go, just just threaten them. <laughs> I go, no, 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 no. Trust me. 
just threaten him. So now <laughs> that's going through my head as this guy's telling me, you're going to need an electrician. Yeah. I looked at the guy. I said, look, you don't know this, but the moment you walked in my house, you were kidnapped. I'm going to bomb you <laughs> and I'm going to bomb the company if I don't get my shit done. <laughs> Two hours later, the job was done. We were sitting in my house drinking coffee, and he was sitting there playing the bazooki with us. Oh, yeah, so he's like your, your pal now. We became friends. Yeah. <laughs> we became good. Anything you need, I'll take care of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was just threatening him, telling him I'm going to bomb his house and bomb his company and bomb his car and destroy his family, and, he's, and now we're friends. Now he's like, somebody who speaks my language. Yeah. <laughs> he's not one of those pushovers. No. <laughs> he reminds me of me. Let's hang I'm out. like, yeah. you're telling me this would have worked on the first guy? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Yeah. Four months ago. Yeah. Fuck, that's hilarious, dude. So that's what I had to deal with over there. But yeah. you're also dealing with a beautiful island. You're also dealing with the, with the people that um, they don't, like I said, you can park anywhere. You can do yeah. anything. There's always want. another side to the yeah. coin. Yeah, yeah. There's, the other side of the coin is I can, I was driving 180 on the highway. Mm. Okay. And the cop pulls me over and he's going to me, what the fuck is wrong with you in, in Greek? I'm like, look, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Blah, 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 blah. He's like, look, I can understand if you go 40 over the speed limit, but you're going too much. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. He's like, okay, keep it down, you know? Yeah, like a me, volume. And like, keep go. it down. Yeah, <laughs> and he lets me go. Yeah. That would, I, in Canada, I'm gone. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, you're in, you're in jail, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that, so there's a lot of stories like that. There's a lot of things like that where you can, that, that go on in these small little islands that you can do that. Yeah, you can get yeah. away with that. They never in a million years you can get away with here. Yeah. It's it's so interesting and like to go full circle to your acting too. It's cool that you've had all these experiences of just so different from pretty much like your stem cell. You're helping people with their lives. Like a you can go into roles as like doctors and nurses or whatever, and then and then from like your Cyprus experience, like beyond like some stories you mentioned on the mic, you can be a gangster if you wanted to, and it's just cool. And it's like uh, I have a good feeling about you jumping back into acting. Like I feel like almost like I don't know if you see like all these different experiences as a sidetrack from it, but I think it's just gonna make your work and the roles you get into like even stronger because you can actually live these experiences like in different ways that you've already are close to if that makes sense i no, don't no, know no, if i'm no. rambling or no, no, it no, but no, you're not rambling. yeah yeah that makes 100 percent yeah yeah all the everything you experience in life makes you who you are today good and bad right yeah yeah like uh i remember earl was telling me in classes um experiences are like are like raindrops right mm -hmm. so think of it you have a bucket so it's raining, and all these experiences are raining into your bucket. Good or bad, your bucket's gonna fill. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, you gotta take all that stuff, and as long as you learn from your mistakes, right? Sometimes you're gonna make, make the mistake, same mistake more than once, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But as long as you end up learning from all these mistakes, I mean, fuck it, I mean, that's what life is about, right? That's why it goes back to these comedians over here that mm -hmm. were sitting there watching, they're, they're sitting there, they're fucking up on stage, and he's like, oh, fuck, oh, well, next joke. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean? That's okay. Yeah, and even their cadence of being like, yeah. ah, that needs work. Yeah. That that gets a pop. Like, we're sort of laughing. Yeah, we're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, man. Uh, but, that one bombed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of love how we took this in full circle. I think I'm going to end it off with it. But, Georgie, I feel like I can talk to you for, like, four hours. I like to yeah, keep it's, these, it's like, an hour. <laughs> we're almost at an hour. But, man, I just want to say thank you for everything. I appreciate you 
coming in here and you're the man yeah, yeah. i'm so happy we did this episode and um to the people who are listening to this on spotify itunes stitcher and google play i want to let you know that every episode has its own homepage at www.girthradio.com you're gonna see pictures of handsome georgie in the studio i can post some pictures of the comedians that we saw today and and yeah, just uh, we'll definitely follow George on his journey into acting again because, yeah, I think something special is going to happen with you, buddy. And cheers. Cheers. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening. We're going to close this out with a brand new track from one of our former guests, Joe Cash. This is Joe Cash and Bad Look with the song Dim. <laughs> Girth Radio. Girl peace living west through the city express with all my city sounds. Going home with him